Hey everyone, so thank you so much for listening to the next episode of the Shane Walsh Podcast. So today celebrates three years of the Shane Walsh Podcast and I'm overwhelmed by where it's at and I'm excited for the next chapter for the Shane Walsh Podcast and I think the best way to celebrate three years of the actual podcast itself is with an amazing guest that I have. So today's guest is Alex Crockford. So just a little bit of kind of a heads up the audio on the episode itself is a little bit off in places the headphones uh, that alex was using were a little bit intermittent as uh, so there are bits where there's lower volume and there's little bits where it's higher volume so i uh, hopefully you can be patient with the episode it's really really useful episode for towards mindset and fitness and so alex is a british certified personal trainer fitness personality and former fitness model and he talks about his journey and where he's at regarding that he is executive officer chief executive officer of crossfit and online business he has kind of gone from the modeling world and now is going into the realm of kind of acting and we talk about a lot of different things in this episode and i think it's going to hit a lot of people in different ways and it's going to hit a lot of people at different places of their journey we talk about his background we talk about that it's not one workout it's the active service that you commit to the five things he wish he knew before starting out in fitness taking full responsibility of your life how to tips to squeeze in training and nutrition into a busy schedule how he dealt with how he dealt with injury setbacks particularly the one that he had recently the importance of rest days and recharge days and then we talk about the the, the mix up with his appearance in harry potter and um we have a bit of a laugh about that at the end so alex has a has an app out uh, called crockfit and uh, c-r-o-c-k fit um and it's available on android and on apple uh, all over the world so if you want to download that he also has workouts up on youtube he's been on loads of podcasts he's 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 an incredible human i i, I really really did enjoy this chat so apologies apologies again for the, the the level of audio on this really hope you kind of stick with and hopefully you learn with it as well and we kind of talk about kind of a little few tips to kind of manage christmas and stuff as well so hopefully you guys enjoy enjoy the episode with alex alex how are we Great, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. Thank you so much for coming on. So, Alex, whoever doesn't know who you are, like you've nearly got a half a million followers up on socials at this stage, plus the YouTube, plus the app and everything. So can you tell us a little bit of a background and how you kind of got into the realm of fitness and where you're going with with your business now? Because you obviously have the app, which is kind of coming out and has come out already. Where to begin? Um, my background is personal training, so that's the core and fundamental part of, of who I am originally, but that built up into becoming a fitness model and creator of this um, CropFit movement and, and method. And, and from there, I've just used my social media platforms as a place that helps inspire and motivate people to be, the, be their best selves. And before I might have just solely called it about health and fitness, but now I'm very much broadening that um, perspective to just help people be um, happier, healthier, and go after their goals and whatever their purpose is here. And I think by me living my uh, potential best life, trying to do my best in life, I want to inspire everybody to to do the same in their positive outlook. How did you find the world of fitness modeling? Because I think you you always get two ends to a story. When from people I've spoken to, from doing the modeling plus doing the bodybuilding shows, you always get two sides of it. How did you find that world, and did it have any impact on yourself? 
Yeah, that was a really interesting part of um, my development. As a personal trainer, there are a lot of people going into bodybuilding shows and thinking that was the way to um, like be inspired to get their best physique and maybe be found by a supplement brand or get followers or things like that. Um, but I was I was really keen to be that guy in the magazines and on the covers and and things like that. And I I got into finding a model agency, um, and that helped me make make the first steps into getting a, a couple of actual fitness modeling professional jobs of um, for uh, sports brands before like influencer marketing before Instagram really took off. So it was kind of like before any of that and more for just being a fitness model. Um, and before I knew it, I was starting to get some more opportunities in, um, in the, in the goals that I had with magazine covers and, and features. And that, then that did gradually move into the part of, of building my Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and putting what I've been learning in the gym and to become a fitness model into helping others at the same time. And when I saw friends, um, becoming bodybuilders on stage and doing competitions and and saying, why don't you go do it? I was always on the edge of thinking, yeah, maybe one day, maybe one day. And then it never really happened because every time I was thinking what would be the value or benefit of me doing it now, um, I was already starting to achieve. So, was like, so I never, never ended up doing it. And although I think mentally, there were some aspects of what people would put into um, bodybuilding shows to what I was going through to become a fitness model, whether that was the, the preparing for castings or preparing for photo shoot days. Um, and maybe like the negative aspects that everybody has to learn and go through as well, which I'm happy to talk about, which was um, potential restriction and overtraining and, and, and trying to balance um your your mental approach to how to get the best physique and i went through so much of um of over restriction and, and preparing for castings from doing too much cardio and under eating and never having a real solid time to have like an off season of like muscle building because the nature of being a fitness model is you don't know when that next casting's coming. You don't know when the next photo shoot is happening or it might be in a few days or in a couple of weeks. And I used to use that time to just train really hard and stay lean. And it took a long time. Um, and I'm kind of grateful for building my brand and social media and moving away from trying to look good for other brands and, and other platforms and focusing on feeling good myself for my own brand and platform that I started to prioritize the day-to-day -day feeling good, fueling myself appropriately for um, fitness and performance rather than just being completely lean the whole time. And therefore, I had a much better foundation to support and inspire the people that I was trying to connect with as well in my community. And this is a journey that's still like going on now. I think I probably could have had a lot more muscle now if I'd have found this out a lot earlier um, rather than being in a permacut forever. <laughs> <laughs> I like that word, permacut. Uh, how did you pull yourself out of that restriction mode, though? Because I think a lot of people are struggling with it because I think an awful lot of people have either gone one extreme or the other during kind of like the lockdown periods in wherever they are in the world of like, 
thrown ourselves headfirst into training and fitness and binge eating and whatever it may be. And the other element of it is people are potentially overeating and dealing with emotions. And unfortunately, mental health is, issues are quite rife at the minute, unfortunately. But how did you talk yourself out of it? How did you go out of kind of getting out of restriction mode? Well, awareness was the first key of re- understanding that a pattern kept occurring, which was that cycle that you just said, which was restriction, binge, guilt, restriction, and just going round and round. Or I would finish a photo shoot and then binge and then need two weeks to then cut back that water and fat that I'd gained to then repeat it again. So awareness of that cycle was the first thing. And then after I had that awareness, I think just take it like very cliche, but balanced approach out of it. If I'm completely restricted and not enjoying my food and not enjoy not eating enough not having any of the things that i enjoy every single day then i'm going to really crave and want them so i kind of get, started to give myself um uh, like acceptance into knowing that i could have the things that i wanted and if i still enjoyed tracking calories and tracking my food then why don't i have my favorite chocolate bar in this day or the dessert that i wanted or the the naughty snacks or whatever that I wanted in that day, knowing that, oh, actually, I can just have this every single day and still work towards it, so that a cheat day or a cheat meal isn't on such a massive pedestal to thinking it's so incredibly incredibly, um, needed at the end of the week or whatever, because every day is enjoyable. So really, it was enjoying every single day so that I didn't need the binge. And that gains momentum out of that. And of course, there's still those times that happen now and again where you just lose a bit of control, but they're far and few in between compared to in the past. So it's um, it's a real mental um, development for a lot of us to get out of that routine. Um, but I think just having awareness with yourself and being kind to yourself and um, finding the balance out of it. I think it's identifying the triggers, what was identifying, like if it was stress or if it was an emotion or whatever it may be, is a huge thing. And it's kind of sitting with us is kind of the uncomfortable bit that an awful lot of people, unfortunately, don't want to do. But if you kind of sit with it long enough or often enough, you're probably going to give yourself the freedom rather than have being caught in that kind of loop that you were talking about earlier on. You put up an amazing post a little while ago, kind of saying five things you wish you knew when starting out in fitness. Can, can, you, can you expand on this a little bit more on those five things that you, you kind of mentioned? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't know where the inspiration for this came from. I think, um, I, I think I saw a photo of myself or I was thinking about how I used to train or around these times of, of trying to be, be a fitness model before I built the brand. And I thought, what would I tell myself now that I, that I didn't know then? Um, so number one was that I didn't need to lift the heavy ass weight every single day i didn't need to break my back um lifting too heavy above what i could i remember lifting the squats and the deadlifts with with the friends that i was training with who were stronger than me so i thought i'd ego lift and train with them just to get through it knowing that my back was really actually quite sore um but i didn't really know much better then i thought just heavier was better and now that i've done it for longer and realized that actual in injuries and and back pain is a real thing and when you're 20 you don't really have many of those things it's when you're 30 when you start to feel them um, and it's much more important to stay within within your 
comfort zone of what you can lift, but still challenging, challenging yourself to failure in a safe, appropriate way with good technique. And that is still very, very valuable for building muscle, getting stronger, increasing your performance, um, as long as you have the self-awareness of, of where that zone is and understanding good technique. So that was the first one. I would tell myself to stop deadlifting way too heavy with a rounded back. Um, secondly, was a nutritional tip. And that is um, that nutrition matters, quality matters. We have spoken about calorie deficit. I think every single person knows what a calorie deficit is now, which is great, which is good awareness. And is certainly a key factor that we all need to know for losing weight or losing body fat or a calorie surplus for, um, for building muscle. However, that doesn't mean that quality of food does, does not play a part. And in fact, it plays a, an enormous part. If you eat 2,500 calories from rubbish food, you're going to feel completely different to 2,500 calories of, of high nu nutrient dense, lots of volume, um, lots of vegetables, good quality whole foods. And I sometimes realized that I could not track calories or even care about calories. As long as I fill my diet with so much good quality food, I know that I'm going to get good results in my energy, my sleep, my um, training, my recovery, and, and all of this. So um, caring less about calorie tracking and more about food quality was number two. Um, the third one was about cardio and that I don't need to spend my life doing cardio going back to those days of trying to get lean and stay in shape is that cardio plays a great role for calorie burning and healthy heart and good fitness but resistance training is really a, a massive key secret to to building muscle of course but staying lean as well and that if, if i start to push aside the resistance training to just do cardio um, then I'm actually not going to get as, as good results as if I just carry on doing the resistance training and use the cardio as additional things if I have time, if I can do it, if I can fuel for it, etc. Because resistance training, I might not burn as many calories in the session as a cardio session, but by doing the resistance training, I'm going to have more muscle, which is going to increase my metabolism which is going to have the higher basal metabolic rate. So my metabolic rate is higher when I'm resting. And of course, my body has to burn a lot of calories in the next day or two days or three days to recover from the, the muscle damage that I've created, which is why you see bodybuilders and top elite athletes continuing to do resistance training and not just overdo cardio to drop their body fat. Of course, at the later stages of getting very, very lean, it's, it's um, very important. But that's one thing I would have told myself in those early stage of learning how to create a, a balanced training program that I don't need to spend hours and hours and hours doing the cardio because there's a, a better way of doing things. Um, next was recovery really is key. And going back again to, um, so I think just the conversation has just changed a little bit. I remember whatever, 10 years ago, maybe recovery and rest wasn't as spoken about these days and, and maybe still people think that training and nutrition is the only thing that matters which of course are big things but recovery and rest is is up there with with how important it is to actually get the results in whatever you're looking to achieve um, for the mental benefit the physical benefit um, and 
bringing our body back to baseline and our body has to work so hard from the training and uh, the mental stress of work and everything that we're juggling. And if we don't spend time to not just get good quality sleep, but also the mental downtime of um, away from work, playing a sport, doing artwork, doing whatever you enjoy, uh, a bit of meditation, um, dancing, enjoying your favorite music, whatever like takes you away and gets you into the parasympathetic nervous system, because we're all just jumping from step to step to step in our sympathetic nervous system, not giving up a chance for our body to rest. Um, so I've learned quite a lot about that in the last few years and wish I'd known that earlier. And then lastly is that um, I started to realize in the early days that I had a goal, whether it be in my career or my physique. And they were like the top of top of mountain type goals, magazine covers or um, a really great physique or something. And I thought, just get there and I'll be happy. Get there and I'll be happy and then it'll be done. And after getting there and then realizing I have a new goal and it's not good enough and it's not big enough, made me realize that there's another one and there's another one and there's another one. And after doing that pattern time and time again, um, I realized that what if life is about continuously going after the next thing and I questioned in my head where are the positives here where are the negatives here what are what are the things to take from this and I realized that um, I will never get to the end and that is okay as long as I understand that I am happy grateful with where I am right now and for what I've achieved so far then there's nothing wrong with having ambition for what is next. I believe that we are um, humans of continuous expansion and that we have a natural drive for more in whatever that is. And that is a really positive aspect of who we are as long as we have that gratitude um, and, and uh, grounding of, of where we are right now, rather than what I learned at the beginning, which was I'll be happy when I get there. Just be happy now and go after what you still want. And uh, that was number five. And I'm still learning that now. <laughs> I even said to you, well, fair, like you, you've, you're kind of, I can see it in your eyes that you're kind of like, the, you're content with where you're at. You obviously still have goals, but not, they're not the be all and end all if you don't make them. How about, how do you go and set about your goals now that the kind of the philosophy or the internal dialogue has changed for yourself? Because I think we're taught as kind of kids now in this generation anyway, that is kind of like reach for the stars. <laughs> How do you kind of pull yourself back from that? Yeah, it's um, like I said, it's a continuous learning process that I'm still going through. Um, and I think, I think reaching for the stars and having big goals is a great thing to do. And, and having a process where you can see it and imagine it, whether that's um, writing it down every single morning or having a manifest a manifestation meditation approach where you think and dream about what you want um, at the same time as maybe starting that process with understanding what it is that I've achieved already and not looking at what you want in the future as a thing as what is missing I don't I don't want more money because I don't have enough or I don't uh, I don't want the best body because I have a crap body now 
because then we're fighting with what we dislike now. I always think it's much more important to come from more of a, a loving, kinding, positive approach to your goals so that you know that it's going to be a continuous journey towards it rather than focusing more about what you don't want. Um, I, I'm like going around the bushes of things that I'm learning at the moment, which is increasing my spirituality and, and law of attraction and things like this. I don't want to get all too weird on this podcast, but uh, I, I'm starting to understand more about what you focus on um, becomes a reality. So if you start to focus on the things that you want in a positive way from, from a positive foundation, then there's there's no way that that's not going to come into your experience. Um, but it's really important to understand what's going on in your head and mind and the, and the states of emotion that you're in when you're thinking about your goals. Because if you're thinking about your goals because of the lack of having them, then it's never going to work out. You have to think about it with excitement. So if you're chasing a goal because your ego wants it or because your mom told you so or because your best friend told you so and it's not causing you to get excited from your deep core soul level of that really fires me up individually, then that's not your true purpose. So when finding a goal, it's got to really align with what you really want. And only you know what that is. And then when you know what that is, don't listen to anybody else and um, just think about it with excitement and the rest will fall into place. It's an amazing segue into the next question, which is take full and taking full responsibility of your life. Because I think we all have kind of little voices in our head. We all have little kind of like the devil and the angel on the shoulder telling us not to do things or whatever. We always have people giving us other opinions on, I'm sure people told you not to go and down the fitness route or the modeling route or whatever you've gone. And you've kind of like, I don't know if that fuels you or it's kind of like, well, I've, I've just done what I've wanted to do. Some people use it as a fuel, as a negative energy, that kind of thing. Or some people use it as well, two fingers to you, if you know what I mean. How have you kind of taken full responsibility for your life and taken ownership of what you wanted and what the, the mistakes that you've learned along the way? Because they're the bits that people forget about is like what, appreciating what you have and then take learning from the mistakes. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I think a lot of people are happy to take ownership of their successes but ignore any failures along the way. And I think when you decide to take full responsibility for everything that happens, <clears throat> then it frees you up completely um, with no blame. No blame on yourself, but also no blame on anybody around you. It's, it's an easy way out in life to, to see the, the things that didn't happen well for you, like I didn't get that job or I, I didn't lose the 10 pounds I wanted to for that holiday. And then you use that excuse or that blame for not happening. And then that just... That just tells you that next time that something doesn't go well, you can just blame something else. But when you take full responsibility out of everything, especially things that don't go well, you can then, um, and what I've learned, like you asked, is you then take the lessons every single time. Like, well, if I take full responsibility for that not going the way it should have done, then this is what I could have done and didn't done and should have done. And next time something else like this happens, I can improve upon myself. And back to the previous topic of goals is that 
it, it never gets done. It never gets finished and we're never there. So therefore, we've got plenty of opportunities to improve on the things that we didn't um, achieve as much as we wanted to last time or do as well as we wanted to last time. So taking responsibility out of all of those little things around us that didn't go well means also that when the things that do go well, you're still taking full responsibility. That tastes so much sweeter. Of course, there's amazing people and things and circumstances that happen around us. But when you know that you've achieved the thing that you wanted to achieve because of what you've done or the mindset you've had or the actions you've taken, then that's an amazing feeling. And, um, and I think having that no blame approach, like I struggled also because that post on social media had a lot of great response, but had a little bit of a negative response. There's a, a handful of comments, I think, that were about um, my, my entitlement or everything's going great for me. So I can, I can say that um, kind of thing. And I, I, there were maybe some comments on like, fair enough, but a comment like that is, for me, felt like the exact thing that I was talking about. If you're saying that my success is down to how easy I've got it, you're pretty much saying that your lack of success, maybe you're treating me like this because of maybe something that's not going great in your life, you're not taking full responsibility for. And once you ignore my post, ignore me and focus on yourself, better things might start to happen. Um, I think social media is a place where a lot of people latch out their own feelings and emotions. And it's it's a clear sign sometimes of what people are going through. So whenever I receive hate, I always kind of try and give back love and kindness. Exactly. I've turned around some haters in the past in the DMs. To lovers <laughs> <laughs> love that um one of the things that kind of like that kind of we've spoken off like kind of the mindset stuff and i think what people are also keen on is kind of like any little nugget that they can get regarding kind of training or nutrition and we all live in a world where we're kind of like always on the go and we talk about stress and all this kind of stuff a moment ago that we have these busy schedules people have kids people have busy work-life balances all this kind of stuff i'm that the barriers are blurred at the minute because everyone's working from home, like everything is in the house uh, or the apartment or whatever it may be. Have you got any like one or two major tips that you have to kind of squeeze in training or nutrition into your busy schedule that you live by and have helped with your own clients yourself? Yeah, I think the key thing is um, real clarity of, first of all, the your goal and the clarity of, what is required to get there um because like you said with being at home everything's blurred um we got lots of information in regards to tips advice programs different diets different diet philosophies all like pushing in towards us it's a lot easier if you take the questions out and you have a real clear path of like okay this is what my week looks like this is what my food looks like this is what my training would look like and don't start to second guess or question well maybe i should just be adding a bit of this in or maybe i should be doing this because the more random stuff that's going on the the less likely you're gonna create a a higher trajectory towards your goal so having real clarity is number one and 
very similar to that is finding if you don't have much time um, and you're having to balance a lot of things in your life, what is the things that are going to be the best um, thing to achieve on the particular day? Or what are the, the best bang for your buck type things towards your goal? And don't start wasting time on things that you shouldn't be doing. So maybe a day-to-day approach of how do you feel? How do you physically feel? Should I be smashing a hip workout? Should I be doing a restful yoga um, stretching workout or a walk? Should I be running? And and having that day-to-day approach so that you can make use of whatever half an hour or hour that you have that it's the right thing for you on the day. I find sometimes a strict training program um, is beneficial in one way because you've got the clarity, but also if you don't take the day-to-day approach, then you could be forcing yourself into, well, today it's deadlift day, but I'm really sore and I don't have any energy and my lower back hurts and I don't have enough time to make it a good session or do an appropriate warm-up. Maybe that could be tomorrow if I if I make the time and and have a more restful day today. That kind of thing. I've been. I don't want to drop products um, in this, especially ones that aren't mine. But I'm using Whoop. I don't know if you've um, heard, of of, yeah, yeah. heard of Whoop, and that's kind of just helped me a little bit into like waking up, seeing my recovery of of the night, um, seeing what is an appropriate strain for the day and realizing that, okay, that was my training that I had planned for today, but maybe I'll adjust it depending on, on the recovery that I've had. And you don't need a week to do that, but having awareness in yourself each day. How do you kind of get away from the whole element of like, well, I've missed a workout now. So how do I get away from missed workout guilt or even rest days or recharge days? Um, as sometimes they're called. How do you kind of talk yourself out of Because you've had an injury setback, which we'll talk about in a sec. But how do you kind of talk yourself out of kind of like missed workout guilt? Yeah, that's big. What do we do on rest days <laughs> for the people <laughs> that are really, really into fitness? Um, I think um, a real understanding of what's happening on rest days and why we need it um, will help unlock the the guilt and understanding of so that's when I'm having a rest day or that I need the rest and recovery from work or from training, I connect to why it's really, really beneficial for me to do so. That my that in the gym and in the training and the working hard is when the damage is being caused. And if I don't give myself the time to recover and recuperate, then I'm not actually going to reap the rewards of, of what I'm doing. Um, so... <clears throat> How do I go about getting getting the um, getting through the skipped day or the rest day? Is more of the long term approach, knowing that this is a long term journey, and that the skipped day here is nothing in compared to the the five year journey of growth that I'm on. If if you're stuck in a trap of I got to get lean for a beater in a week or get ready for the wedding. Everything is so short term and everything is, is like, I've got to make every single day count, which of course those goals come about. But when you open your head and mind up to this long-term journey, and I've got to stay true to these long-term goals, then the one day isn't making a big 
impact. In fact, it's beneficial in the long run to do that because it's going to be more sustainable and maintainable. I always use the analogy of like you charge your phone every night to use it the next day. Your body's the exact same. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people do struggle with it, but also guilt. it's coming from an aspect of guilt means you've done something wrong when in fact you're probably doing the exact opposite. You're giving your body the rest. Like if you haven't slept or the kids have been up getting sick all night or whatever it may be, or work is really stressful, that may be the time to kind of ease off and even go for a walk. Like a rest day could mean just go for a walk. I think a lot of people do forget that. They're kind of like, no, I just have to sit here staring at Netflix for the whole day. That's not what a rest day is. Working hard at the moment to explain, <clears throat> well, maybe just getting rid of rest days and calling them active recovery days, exactly that, because sometimes sitting down watching movies all day isn't actually um, helping the recovery process. It's not sitting there doing nothing, but actually getting blood flow, getting oxygen, seeing nature, um, getting blood pumping around the body actually enhances the recovery. So it's, yeah, rest days are active, are active recovery days. Love that. And how you had a little bit of a, an injury setback yourself. How have you kind of dealt with that mentally and kind of what advice would you have for anyone from having gone through it that is kind of going through like any little bit of an injury setback or had surgery or whatever it may be? Yeah, it's so difficult. And I think mindset is the absolute key one. I had a, a bad knee. In fact, it still comes and goes now because it, it didn't it didn't result in surgery or anything like that. It was a, a like a minor tears in the in the knee and I, I think for years I was pushing through pain like some of the stuff we've been talking about earlier um I did marathons I pushed through knee pain just to get through it kind of thing and I think it left some damage um finally got a scan and there were some tears and stuff in there and you know what a lot of uh, mainstream doctors and and physios might say about this is never getting better or <laughs> and I just took the decision to know there's always ways to make things better in the long run um, if you believe it and have the mindset to do so but I think it's having the understanding that it's okay to strip back all of the intensity and most most injuries come from um, a weakness of some form and building up strength around the area gives you a lot of stability whether that's a shoulder knee or back it's more often than not, an imbalance or a weakness in some area. So um, understanding that I had to take it real, real back to basic strengthening exercises. And if you put in the time and energy to do that, then you'll build up um, to where you were and sometimes even further beyond because it's given you lessons in not ignoring niggles or little pains here and there that lead to the bigger injuries. Um, and often their lessons for us to um to learn about our bodies um, and when somebody comes to me like one of my clients now say they've, they've picked up an injury um how can i what should i do i think one of the biggest things is how to keep the mind in a positive way often from doing something rather than nothing and doing nothing and feel like you're like mentally motivated to make um to work your goals but oh i can't do it because because i'm injured is a really negative way to be and it, it doesn't feel good so there's always something you can do whether it's those rehab exercises or doing upper body because your lower body can't be worked or just doing something because you can because of the process of doing that you release all the right hormones 
and chemicals to get that feel good effect of working towards where you want to be. Um, so I know that whatever stage you are in your fitness or your injury rehab, there's always that feel good feeling after working out or doing something at whatever level that is. Like you said, the walk on a rest day, um, it's getting a little sweat somehow is it just makes you feel better. And that feel good feeling probably enhances the um, the recovery because of feeling positive and and um, and so on. Even something is so simple as even doing some Pilates or getting calm and doing some breath work or even some yoga or else ring a friend and just have a moan. That's okay too. I think that's important that I think a lot of people have kind of forgotten they're using their phones more often than not to scroll. Why not just dial in a few numbers and actually ring a friend and that could be a huge benefit. One of the, the big things, I know it's kind of coming up to kind of Christmas when this episode's kind of coming out and you've mentioned on one of your posts about it's not about the one workout or the one healthy meal. It's the act of service that you commit to. Can you kind of expand on this and kind of apply it to kind of Christmas? Because I think this could be the first Christmas, hopefully proper Christmas in two years. And I think a lot of people are kind of like, don't know, their discomfort is, is creeping in for an awful lot of people. Can you kind of give a little bit more advice on that? Yeah, similar to what we've spoken about already is is the long-term nature of a fitness goal or any goal in life and that is it's not just one workout it's not just one healthy meal it's not just one email or one networking or, or one message to someone that gets you where you want to be it's the continuous consistent active service of those habits that ends in you achieving that goal and we see it all the time in the fitness industry that people get motivated um and i think maybe we could talk about my beliefs and what motivation is and what inspiration is because i feel like motivation can often be quite an external short-term thing which comes for people at things like the beginning of january or last minute approach before they've they've got to do something um and, and that that often leads to, to it dying off really soon compared to finding the habits of success in those habits every single day is what what gets you there so it's it's making sure that that healthy meal is the same healthy meal that you have day after day or the workout that you consistently do day after day after day is what gets you there in the long run and you know, in the fitness industry, we love the peak of January and everybody getting into it and, and all of that. But for some reason, I always I don't I don't like it too much because I know that I'm like, well, where where was your commitment in December and November or all year long? I love helping people find this long term, full year long inspiration. And that doesn't mean that you can't fall off and enjoy Christmas and have time with your, your family and, and eat the bad food and have some drinks and things like this. Because when you know that you're committed in the long term and you have habits in place to support that, then you, you, you don't feel guilty or bad about maybe gaining a few pounds and having some late nights and, and doing all of this or taking a couple of weeks off of training because you know that the foundation is there, which is if this is coming out in December, I would or late December, then I would say enjoy your time. Don't feel guilty about um, any actions that you do 
But when you get started or when you get restarted, just remember that this isn't for um, to, to get off those Christmas pounds or whatever. Keep the understanding that you want to make this the, the last restart and make it forever onwards a continuous journey. I don't like the whole falling off the bandwagon and, no. and falling off and restarting again. And of course, it's a, a natural term that we all say, but I'd rather people say um, it's a continuous journey. Yeah, last week wasn't so great, but I'm continuing on because the mindset of stopping and starting and stopping and starting isn't really um, triggering the right habits because it's going to that I, I need to be perfect to keep going approach. And that perfect perfection doesn't really exist. And it goes back to the, the binging and restricting that we went to. That mindset isn't very useful for the long term, rather than realizing today, this week has not been perfect, but I continue. And that process leads to a real long term success. I love that because I think re- resetting is probably easier now than it is probably later on after a few days. It's kind of like, we're recording this on like the 1st of December. So what's our 23, 24 days between now and Christmas? If you've got three meals basic on a day and you say you're having 69 meals between now and then and 10 of those are kind of like out for meals with family and friends and you're nailing the other 59, you're doing pretty well. So I'll probably focus on the other 59 rather than the 10 that are kind of like a little bit out of out of sight, out of mind, if you know what I mean, and kind of enjoy its experiences because we don't know what's happening in like the UK and Ireland are kind of, we don't know what's going on with the governments and stuff and all that kind of thing. Um, a very non-fitness related question. Alex. Yeah, sorry, just just one yeah. thing on top of that. It's the same thing you said um, about the 59 mils and the 10 mils. It's the same thing as like the whole Monday morning start is if you've eaten really bad on a Thursday or a Friday, then it's easy. It, sometimes we get stuck in a well, let's binge on Saturday and Sunday because Monday we start. Yeah. Rather, rather than why don't we restart now? It's Friday. And this is a real tough mental battle, but the awareness and the empowerment you get from actually taking action and doing that. And that's like one of the, one of the things I found in the past to, to get out of that binge restriction routine. Yeah, it's kind of like the the famous analogy of kind of like if you have a car and you get one puncture, you don't puncture the rest of your tires because you're not going to go anywhere very fast. You're just going to be stuck there. So it's the exact same analogy. Think of it like think of yourself like a car. If you puncture one of them, you're not going anywhere. Why not just try to inflate the other one or ring AA and get that done or whatever it may be? Um, Last very non-fitness related question, Alex, when I was doing research for this, I came across a acting appearance that you had in uh, one of my favorite uh, franchises, which is Harry Potter. How did that come about? And can you explain what, what character you were in and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Well, it seems like I, I don't think you're playing with me. I think you're genuinely asking um, because this is a really, really common thing. Basically, um, there's two Alex Crockfords. Oh, it's the wrong Alex. <laughs> Google has had a real nightmare it's really confused basically <laughs> alex crock there is an there okay so there's another alex crockford um he was charlie weasley in in harry potter mostly goblet of fire um i've chatted to him like before because there's been many complications um but because google recognizes alex crockford as an actor in harry potter um, but because of all of my activity on social media and yeah, on the internet, I uh, yeah, it's my pictures, my information, yeah. my websites, 
but um but it says 37 years old actor in harry potter um so ironically it's not me that's in harry potter but i'm i'm start, i'm i need to get a wikipedia page i've i've sought some advice i need to get some wikipedia page so that my ranking kind of it just clears up google so that there could be two alex crockfords and then that information gets pulled into him and my information gets pulled into me <laughs> but so hopefully that clears it up for you but the ironic thing is is that i'm actually um going down the route of becoming an actor myself so google is going to have a right nightmare uh, <laughs> after that um so yeah i mean we haven't spoken much about um about that and my future goals because i've got like my app and my business and social media which is a full-time thing and and doesn't let me off in any way whatsoever at the same time as me trying to expand my career in a different direction to being an actor um because i feel like this burning desire inside of me so um we're going to see how that goes next year as well on top of everything else. And has that always been kind of a, a driver for you to kind of get into that realm or is that kind of a, a new thing or kind of a new chapter that's kind of hit you in the last little while? Probably reasonably recent. In the last few years, it's built up inside of me. I think it's in my blood. My family are all mostly performers and uh, singers or, or actors or performers in some way. Um, and my background in fitness modeling um kind of put, put me in front of the camera in one way and i enjoy being the camera in regards to uh, working out and things like that um and the idea of it has just excited me in some way and whether that's to create emotion or um get people being positive or help people realize that whatever like i want to create the biggest goal I can create so that I am an example to other people that they can achieve whatever they achieve. So I'm basically trying to push myself into not an experiment, but to fulfill my own potential in whatever that is. And it might not be an actor, but the process of pushing myself into learning how to be one and going after it might lead into something else so that it teaches or shows other people that we have a massive potential and it won't happen unless you go after it. Um, and if you're scared of it, but feel good about it, then go after it. And that's kind of what I'm doing, even though I don't know where it's going. And that's the beauty of it. That's the exciting part. But I think that's great advice that if it scares you and you believe in it, go after it. Uh, and they owe you owe it to yourself. And I think that's what, like, obviously, we're kind of coming out before Christmas with, with this episode, but new year, new me and all that kind of stuff will come up. And I, I don't overly agree with kind of new year, new me, but if you're looking for some sort of goal that you can actually go for 100%, but if it's one of these, like, it's like me saying I'm going to grow my hair back in, in 2022, it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's unrealistic. Uh, Alex, where can people find out about yourself? Where can people find out about the app and where can people follow you on socials? Um, most of my handles are Alex Crockford on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. Um, I'm really putting out some great videos, workout videos are free on YouTube at the moment regularly. So if you want to get involved in home workouts, then come along there. But if you'd like to take a look at my app, it's the CrocFit app in iOS and Android worldwide. Um, you can start free, check 
out the workouts. And if you've got any questions, then email me at alex at alexcrockford.com. Amazing. Alex, I could have talked to you all day about kind of general mindset stuff. I think it was a heavy mindset orientated and then towards the end for nutrition and training. But thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for um, for kind of spreading the word as well. And uh, I wish you the best in your, in your next chapter and your next move. Thank you so much for having me. And I really hope it was valuable for everybody listening. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much.